Oh, God. Oh, yeah, right there. <laughs> oh, it's not just happy. It's the happiest yeah, hour ever. Post-indictment, we had Adam Schiff. OMG, who better to celebrate with, right? I, th- I mean, you know, his watermelon head almost exploded right off his pencil <laughs> neck. Right. I, I'm sure when he heard that, El- that Donald Trump had been indicted. Am I right? Yep. Just kidding. That's what Donald Trump said. <laughs> and also, uh, former RNC chair Michael Steele, yep. who we continue to try to bring to the light, right? Yeah. It, it didn't work. Yeah. Well, we could, you know, I think every every time I get him a little closer with my charms. You're Let's edging just say him? That. Yeah. 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 With my hoariness. Okay. It's just that nobody is going to take my joy this week is nope. all I'm saying. No, they're not. And it is the happiest of all happy hours. Please enjoy. Hi, good morning, former RNC chair Michael Steele. How are you? Hey, what's up, player? <laughs> all right, let's explain why you're on today. Because my big sister Mary wrote to me and said, "Can I have Michael Steele's uh, email?" And so I wrote to you and I said, "This is my big sister Mary, who is a, you know, obviously a fan of yours, but not as creepy as I am about you." And she wrote and said, "No, no, I'm as creepy as my little sister about you," and just she's a huge fan. Oh, yes. No, it was very nice to connect with Mary. And it's always so good to be with you. How you been? You're looking well, good. You too. Hmm. All right. Let's <laughs> Stop it. see. Creepy already. Uh-huh. It's all right. But, I, you know, you bring up my uh, my sister Mary and both of our daddy issues, because, as you know, our dad was chairman of the RNC. Yes, and... <laughs> which I still he, he he must be sitting there going, what the hell happened? Yes. I don't understand. <laughs> what, happened? what happened? I almost wore my Goldwater Miller T-shirt for you. But uh, so wait, first of all, you are still a member of the Republican Party. I am. I am. Dear, and and, and there 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 are uh philosophical and political reasons the philosophical reason is that i still am grounded to uh the lincoln principles that drew me into the party as a young man the things that probably drew your dad into the party as a young man um and and what made him like myself uh be committed to promoting the ideas of free markets and individual liberties and etc right so those things still have value even in this marketplace they still have value the problem is that no one's articulating those values um the party writ large has basically crapped all over those values and have decided to poop out trump at every turn right and, and so the reality um uh philosophically is there is no mooring uh, any longer so I'm 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 the fool who's sitting there going, okay. I, I'm I'm just going to you know take this. I'm going to plant it in the ground. I'm going to put a rope around it and tie it to the party and try to hold it to these things by reminding um, the party of why we were once you know considered a a you know a, a party that people wanted to be a part of and our our ideas mattered. So Michael, the political I piece went to, is I went to Catholic school. I'm not a yeah. Catholic anymore, Michael. My point is, Stop it. <laughs> how does this his, party represent point. anything that you just said or are well, talking about? Well, that's I mean, the pro- but that's yeah. the point. No, and that's exactly the point. It did at one time. It did. I mean, it won national elections. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it had people representing its interests um, at the grassroots level. I mean, you, you, we can't. We can't take what the party is doing to itself now and project it back 160 years and say it's always been that way because we know that's not true. 
But do and, you and see so, any reasonable chance at this moment that your party is going to come back to any sense of sanity? No, no, there isn't. Yeah. No, there isn't. Which gets to the second point, which is the political point. I stay in because it pisses them off. Because, <laughs> because the easiest thing to do is leave, right? That, they want that. They want, they want me and Liz Cheney and others to be excised from the party. Um, the longer you stay, uh, the more you hold up the mirror to to show them that Dorian Gray image of what they've become. Um, the I think it's I think it's valuable. So when that point does come and it breaks, then you can walk out. I can walk out with clean hands and say, "All right, MFR, I tried. Yeah. I did everything I could. All right, so you bitches are on your own." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's how this See, works. See, this is why I fall in love with you every time, even though you tell me you're the scorpion that's going to sting me when we get to the other side of the Trump River. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saved a tweet for you, though, because I got to say, how does this reconcile with any kind of small government you know, party that Joe tweets, Republicans want to control what clothes you wear, what books you read, what history you can learn, what medication you can take, what words you can say, what gender you are, who you can love or marry, what you can or cannot do with your own body. I mean, what? So we have become, Stephanie, the thing that we always railed against. We have become the very thing. I mean, it is the quintessential moment of projection where all those things that we that we said uh, about others um, doing to us, right? You know, making these claims that, you know, you know, they, they wanna take away our freedoms. They wanna take away our liberties. They wanna take away our rights. Well, you just went through the checklist of things that the party has done in the last seven years and continues to do. Um, and, and so it's, there is no expectation um, by me or any others, I, I would say, that they're just going to wake up tomorrow, have a V8, and decide, oh, shit, we were wrong. Oh, can't say that. Wow, you filthy, you're working blue, Michael Steele. Right. You can't I'm, say that on my little family radio show. Go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. I, I take that out. Okay. Can <laughs> I say too a nasty late. word? Yeah, okay. We'll fix it in post. Um, but you, you, you can't, you can't. Um, you can't take, you can't sit there and, and, and think that somehow it's all going to correct itself in a matter of days, weeks, or even years. Uh, this, this infection is, is now in the bone marrow of the party. Um, and you, you won't be able to get it out. And, and, and so it has to go through the natural processes of dying, I think. Um, and the question becomes, because we believe that we need a viable political system. Mm -hmm. We, you know, I'm not sitting there going, oh, you know, all D's all the time. Hell no, right? That's mm -hmm. not the plan. So you want, you want to create a space or lane in which something else grows ideologically, politically, philosophically, that, that challenges the system, that represents the array of points of view out there along the political spectrum. And you have an opportunity, whether that's in the form of a, uh, you know, New Jack Republican Party, or if it's a, you know, a, a, an earlier vintage uh, that's reemerges, whatever it happens to be, something else is going to come yeah. from this. Stuff. You know, Michael, I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine what my dad would have thought of serving in Congress with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, oh. and you know, 
as you tweeted, uh, yo, uh, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, J6 insurrectionists sitting in a D.C. jail are where they belong. They're not patriots. They're not political prisoners. More performative BS sanctioned by Speaker McCarthy. That's what's become of your party. I mean, I, I, the fact that they're still wearing, you know, AR-15 lapel pins around even right. after Nashville I have to ask you, you tweeted, every every president since Clinton, every last one has had to stand before the country after the killing of innocents to speak to a tragedy we won't do anything about. Today, thoughts and prayers. Again, tomorrow nothing changes as usual. But you've got Republicans now, Michael, saying we're not going to fix this. Oh, we've done all we can do. That's it. You know, guns are the well, number one killer of children, and that's it. We're not going to fix it. And let's, let's, let's expand that, that thought. Stephanie, because they have done all that they are going to do to fix the problem, which is nothing. All right, do nothing. But then on the flip side of that, they're they're expanding the space into which more children will be killed. Because now in some states, they've allowed, I think uh, it's uh, maybe Idaho or one of the, or Montana, one of the states have now said that children of any age, any age can carry a firearm without, without any repercussions, except right. for when the kid goes to school and gets pissed off at a classmate and decides to shoot him yeah. and three or four other people. Um, yeah, so this is the, they've, they're, they're creating an environment I look at it this way. You have a situation where it's so out of control that they give in to the thing that they've created. They, in other words, I, I, we can't fix it. We don't know. What to, we, we just, this was a thought experiment that's yeah. suddenly now gone bad, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't know how to get out of it. They don't know yeah. how to extricate themselves well, from it because they don't want to be embarrassed by and this is where Michael the country Steele. by saying, oh, yeah, we were wrong. Michael, still, this is where I would pull you gently into the light. And if I lived in D.C., I would work my charms on you every single day until you came not, fully, okay fully to the light, to the Democratic <laughs> Party. Because both sides do not do it. It is because of the Republican Party we don't have sensible gun legislation. And as you know, the polling, that's what you did f for the longest time. The polling is all on our side on these issues. And it's so the Republican I, Party I mean, that have gotten so extreme. Why, Michael, for instance, do we have to say it's impossible to I, get an I assault weapon? But you've got for every every Republican you want to scream at, you've got a Joe Manchin who who's on the Democratic one of side, them. who's not who's no. not well. One of them, Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten Cinema. Oh please, um, she's and, not even she's not a Democrat anymore. <laughs> well, but I'm just saying, back in the day when right. the Democrats had control of the White House, the Congress, and the Senate, give me the give me the 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 legislation they promoted to the country, even if they knew it was going to lose, um, to reform the system. They, I don't re I don't recall the I don't recall the Clinton bill. I don't recall the Obama bill. And I don't I don't well, we recall had the Biden bill. We, it's under George W. Bush that the, the assault weapons the ban expired. Of, and we exactly. have the statistics on that, on how what is it, 250 uh, percent, you know, mass shootings have gone up since we let that expire. We have the stats from U.K. and Scotland. I, we I got know, that. But right. you've also had you've also had you've also had Democrats in charge of the Congress, the House, the Senate and the White House. And nothing's gotten done either. My point is, you know, it's, it's easy for both of us to sit here and blame the Republicans. And, and, and there's a lot to put at their doorstep, right? Um, but all of it. Almost all of it. They just got the majority back. And it's only a four-seat majority in the House, Yeah. right? Um, 
Nancy Pelosi had the majority, a four seat majority, and worked miracles. But I did I didn't see the gun legislation proposal. And you know, so as as a number of uh, congressmen have said on on MSNBC on my air, both Democrats and Republicans, if anybody's serious about it, then petition the the bill to the floor. It's very easy to do. Yeah. You got the bill, put you can put it on the floor. There's nothing to stop you from the process. Everyone acts like they're so handcuffed by the system, but they're the one who writes the rules for the system. Yeah. So I here's like- the here's the deal. I'm not going to. I'll I'll take all the heat for Republicans. Uh, on this issue because we've been complete, um, you know, jerks about this and 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 seemingly don't care about kids being killed. Having said that, I'll also say, as citizens, we have a responsibility to unelect these people. Yeah. And and to if we if this is a an issue that is more important to us than any other issue. And I think the more yeah. Maxwell Frost we get in and, you know, uh, Jamal Bowman's and people that, you know, you, a lot of these people were true. in the you lockdown generation. Them. Yeah. 90 some percent of the Congress got reelected last last year. So, I mean, you, we, you have a chance to sort of turn these people out. Look, Stephanie, the country gave power back to the Republicans who fomented insurrection. So what does that tell you? Is that a Republican problem or is that an American people problem? Yeah. Well, it's your party. It's all your fault. Michael. (laughs) Well, wait, wait, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. It's my party. It's all my fault. (laughs) But you voted for it. Well, I mean, I think, you know, honestly, you're you're also part of the media now. And I I, I think this also, don't you think the media has helped normalize Trump? And this Republican Party, to some degree, when you and I are sitting here going, Absolutely. they tried to overthrow the government of the United States. My father was a prosecutor at Nuremberg. What? What? Really? Weren't we haven't decided yet the Nazis are bad? We we have a president who ex president who called them very fine people. I mean, it's it's. I I I think what's happening is sort of beyond just Trump. Don't you think there is something that is? Yes, and that's my point. That's exactly the point I was making just now. That this is not. Trump is Trump has been sort of like the grease that that's put on the, on the on the road that just causes everything to slip and slide in different directions and it is it is he's given permission to people to behave certain ways yep. he's he's given license to people to do certain things and for the first time you know everyone wraps themselves around the excuse oh i'm such a victim oh you know they always talk bad about us you know these liberals do this and and these progressives do that they hate us and blah 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 blah. well it sounds to me you need to lie on a couch somewhere and work it out (laughs) because you know you can't be that much of a snowflake because quite honestly it ain't running like that yeah. I mean, it's just not you. You a you're the ones with the guns. Yeah. You're the ones sanctioning the killings. You're the ones who make excuses for the bad behavior and the racism and the white nationalism, right? Yeah. So, at what point were you upended by wokeism? Oh, you mean to tell me you have to recognize that this young person over here is going through their own sexual discovery and have decided that this is this is where they are, and you don't like that? That now threatens you. Yeah. To the point where you need to right. feel you need to inject yourselves into their life situation. Yeah. So you're going to prevent the woman from getting the health care she needs when she's dealing with a difficult pregnancy. You're going to you're going to step in with the with, in the face of a soldier uh, who is in the, is, is in serving our country, but is also going through a transition of their own. And you don't want yeah. that to happen. I yeah. Mean, 
Listen, so, every time I think I'm a liberal and a lesbian, I, I come into contact with you, and then everything just... I'm a liberal lesbian. Just request, I, I just say, start right? questioning everything. <laughs> <laughs> Your tweet made me happy about Trump saying he's not a crier, and you said the truth is he probably sits on that golden toilet and cries like a baby. <laughs> it's time for what, what radio and TV were made for, mindless speculation about whether Trump will ever see justice. You said, okay, people, have we learned yet? Especially the press. As I noted when this story first dropped, Donald Trump said he was being arrested, not New York DA Alvin Bragg. And now here we are after two weeks of Trump BS. Hey, but he raised one and a half million dollars. I mean, I don't know what you think of this latest thing, whether Weisselberg has flipped, what this delay is, whether he's already been indicted. What's your, what's your, what's your mindless oh. speculation? I just, you know, we, we, everybody wants to rush to a particular conclusion. The Trumpists want to rush to a conclusion where Trump is exonerated or, or not even dealt with. Just don't deal with the man. Let him do whatever he wants to do. Uh, everybody else wants to rush to a judgment where the man is, you know, doing a perp walk and, and, and you know, paraded in front of the country. Let the process play itself out the way our system is designed to play itself out. Um, we may or may not like the outcome, but that's going to be based on two things, the law and the facts. And to the extent that we only have a portion of those facts, which we do, we don't have everything. You just raised the question, what's Weisselberg? What's the deal with him now? We don't know what deals have yeah. been cut. You know, this fool thought that, oh, yeah, I can go to Trump, go to jail for Trump at 80 years old and, and I'd be OK. And he's sitting there going, what the hell am I doing in jail? <laughs> in Rikers you know? going, wow. Right. Maybe. <laughs> so it, and so let 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 yeah. the prosecutors do their thing. Yep. Here's my here's the rub for that tweet. I'm sick and tired, especially the press mm -hmm. pushing and driving these narratives because it's clickbait for them. Yeah, because it's advertising dollars for them. And they and they 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 take they know daggone well that Donald Trump was not being arrested on Tuesday. How do they know that? Because they had no evidence, signal, or Except word from, from the DA's Michael, office we're, saying this was coming. Yeah. We're super long, but uh, on behalf of my entire family, I love you, Michael Steele. We love <laughs> you right. so much, our whole family. You All give right. me a soapbox, baby. I'm going to hang on. That's, That's right. <laughs> I love when you get to host because I get to come on and guest. <laughs> love you, Michael Steele. See you soon. Love you, All right. Oh, look who's here. It's future Senator uh, Adam Schiff on this momentous day. Good morning, future Senator. I mean, uh, Good Representative. Morning. Great to be with you. <laughs> I don't know how that thing happened to be here, but hello. <laughs> hello. Well, I'm, I don't know how it got there, but I'm glad it did. <laughs> I got to say, I your tweet, you just said uh, the indictment of a former president is unprecedented, but so too is the unlawful conduct in which Trump has been engaged. A nation of laws must hold the rich and powerful accountable, even when they hold high office, especially when they do. To do otherwise is not democracy. Um, I, of course, thought of you. I mean, you have been at the forefront uh, it, just uh, talking about justice and democracy for the longest time. I just have to ask how you felt. Where were you when you found out and how did it make you feel? Uh, I was at home when I got uh, the news sent to me by my staff. Um, and you know, I felt that uh, uh, at long last, there may be some accountability, um, that this is an affirmation that no one is above the law. Uh, that the law should apply equally to everyone. If Michael Cohen had to go to jail because he was directed in a scheme, a hush money payment scheme, then why does the guy who did the directing get a pass? Right. Uh, that always nagged at me, uh, but it looks like uh, he will be held to the same standard uh, that Michael Cohen was, and that's as it should be. 
Uh, I do think that the far more serious charges are the ones being considered by the Justice Department. Yeah. I wish they had moved with more uh, urgency uh, because, uh, you know, ideally you, you try the strongest, most serious charges first. Um, but uh, they have taken as long as they have. And what the Manhattan DA has to do is follow the evidence in New York. Uh, and when they have the evidence, they bring the charges. And that appears to be what they did. Um, interesting you bring that up. I just was talking to Glenn Kirshner about that. Is you know, does this put more pressure, more I don't know what you want to call it, more of a spotlight on the DOJ in that we know that it was Bill Barr that stopped this prosecution at the federal level, but I'm just curious why you think Merrick Garland's Justice Department did not take this up. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Does this, does this, the fact that there clearly appears to be so much evidence, and if CNN reporting is correct and it's over 30 counts, I think that does bring to bear like what 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 was going what's going on at the DOJ and what is going on on these other charges, right? Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned Barr because Barr of late has been masquerading as some defender of democracy because he finally found a line he wouldn't cross. Um, but he crossed so many lines uh, as the Attorney General, interfering with criminal cases like that in the Southern District of New York involving hush money payments. Uh, interfering in the case of Roger Stone and Mike Flynn to make one case go away and the other to reduce their sentence and ultimately uh, uh, obtain a pardon, uh, as well as to weaponize the Justice Department, the whole fiasco of the Durham investigation. So he uh, tragically and terribly politicized the Department of Justice. And I think part of what Merrick Garland is responding to is the desire to reestablish the department's reputation for independence which is laudable, but if you take it too far, it confers a kind of immunity on the former president. And I think for a long time, the department was loath to investigate those uh, who were most responsible for January 6th and focused too much on, on those that uh, were the foot soldiers. Yeah. I think that's changed, especially with the special counsel, but it's taken a long time to get here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, as impatient as you are. Um, you know, I'm I'm curious too. The um, in terms of this particular, well, again, I, we don't know yet, right? We won't know till Tuesday what the actual charges are. But it does appear that they are much more serious than just the Stormy Daniels hush money. I I was thinking of you again mm -hmm. because you must take special. I don't know what it is, vindication, satisfaction in the fact that this was in the Mueller report. For as much as they keep saying, you know, as Barr mischaracterized the Mueller report, this was in there. This was one of the things in there, the Stormy Daniels hush money payment, right? Well, they they certainly focused on a variety of allegations, um, but their their primary focus was, of course, on the Russian interference in the election, the Trump ties to Russia. Uh, and that was really the primary focus of Mueller's work, uh, where I was you know, concerned, uh, frankly, with the Mueller uh, report and the scope of the investigation is, Mueller, for the most part, did seem to observe the red line that Donald Trump drew, and that is not to look at Donald Trump's finances, not yeah. to look at the Deutsche Bank records, not to determine whether he was laundering Russian money, and that was part of the compromise. Uh, and so I think that investigation was incomplete. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Trump did, with respect to our investigation in Congress, what he has done so often, which is delay, 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 uh, until you could deny any form of justice. But uh, those delays have seemed to come to an end, at least in, in yeah. Manhattan. I mean, you've also sort of made the point, he appears to have made his entire party lawless. 
You know, they're yeah. all out there yes. defending him yesterday. You, you, I mean, this ridiculous grandstanding by Ron DeSantis. I mean, first of all, Trump's attorney said he's going to turn himself in. So I, you said in a single statement, Ron DeSantis advanced anti-Semitic lies, attacked the rule of law, and displayed, displayed shameless duplicity. This is what it takes to compete in a, a party that has abandoned all principles, save ambition and scruple. Trump has been indicted. Trumpism presses on. And that, you know, is a clear and present danger, right? I mean, particularly with him continuing to incite violence. Uh, it, it really is. Uh, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, the top two contenders for the Republican nomination, uh, one who's just been indicted and the other who is saying, I won't extradite him. Uh, and what's more, Ron DeSantis, by invoking George Soros' name uh, twice uh, in that message, uh, is basically saying, I can be just as anti-Semitic as anyone else. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring in, you know, this whole kind of Jewish financing conspiracy theory. Because yeah. apparently to to try to claim leadership in the Republican Party of Donald Trump, uh, you have to blow the dog whistles of bigotry. Um, and, you know, the idea that this was once a party of law and order, that's now going into jail to celebrate and uh, with yeah. with people who beat police officers or join a choir with them. Um, this is where the GOP has been led by Donald Trump. Uh, and it's uh, uh, and it's not not the end of the road yet. I mean, they're, they're still it, in a downward trajectory and who knows where it ends. Yeah. Representative, does it give you, uh, I don't know, more hope? On the, you know, Georgia and the DOJ cases that, you know, as Glenn Kirshner always calls it, you know, someone has taken the maiden legal voyage now, you know, and when, you know, one right winger said, well, now we've crossed the Rubicon. I, I guess he meant it in a bad way. <laughs> to me, it's we mean it in a good way that, yes, we are finally living up to our principles that no one is above the law in America. Right. I think that's right. Uh, you know, this is someone in Donald Trump who his whole life um, seems to have been a serial liar serial lawbreaker, uh, and it's worked for him. Uh, it's worked for him. It got him to the highest office in the land. Yeah. Um, and he has escaped accountability every time. Uh, there's no guarantee he won't escape accountability here. But, um, you know, given the evidence that is mounting in Georgia yeah. uh, with respect to his uh, apparent uh, and alleged obstruction in Mar-a-Lago, and of course the most serious uh, charges that uh, we displayed a lot of evidence of uh, in those hearings, the January 6th hearings, the multiple efforts to overturn the election. Uh, and so the may finally be catching up with him. I just want to bring your attention to a website named adamshift.com.